Today's episode is sponsored by the American Homebrewers Association. Become a part of the U.S.'s largest community of homebrewers for just $48 a year by going to unitedwedrink.com slash AHA. What exactly do you get with your AHA membership? How about a year-long subscription to Zymergy Magazine, the world's longest-running homebrew magazine? Exclusive deals and discounts at over 2,000 breweries, bars, and bottle shops across America. Discounts on brewers' publication books and merchandise. Access to a huge library of previous HomebrewCon seminars and talks. And early access to purchasing tickets to each year's Great American Beer Festival and Savor. Sign up now by going to unitedwedrink.com AHA and get a year's membership for just $48. And if you sign up now, you'll get a free gift What's that gift? I'm not saying. You need to go see for yourself. It's pretty great. Support United We Drink, support homebrewing, and support the American Homebrewers Association at unitedwedrink.com slash AHA. The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Because there aren't enough beer podcasts in the world, welcome to United We Drink. Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new mini episode of the United We Drink podcast right here on unitedwedrink.com. Mike here, Joel and Phil are both with us. Um... I feel like it's been a while since we've had a mini episode with everyone involved in it, or maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Some uh, you guys have had some time off uh, through the holidays. Last episode, we talked about uh, industry projections. Um, anything uh, that you guys want to add that maybe you forgot to say or rehash on something just to reiterate? Joel? No, I think I pretty much covered uh, everything I thought was going to happen this year. Like I've always said, I'm not good at predicting the future, but uh, there's there's a couple things that I think are kind of inevitable. I just think we're the Miss Cleo of podcasts. Ah, so we have a 900 number now? She actually made money. Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're the... IP infringement version of Miss Cleo yeah. of a podcast. How about that? Call me now, dear. <laughs> God. All right. Um, so I think we have a pretty simple mini episode coming at you all today. We have a little bit of Q&A, actually only one question. We have some recommendations uh, that we're going to get to and a playlist that Phil is curating so uh, Q&A, let's get into that. If you have a question you want us to read on a future episode of the podcast, shoot it over to us on any of our social media, or you can use the contact page of our website, unitedwedrink.com uh, slash contact, and we will read and answer your question on a future episode. So here we go, guys. The one and only question this week, it comes from someone who simply wants to be referred to as Fredo. Uh, what keeps a loyal taproom customer? I'll start with Phil. I think what keeps a loyal taproom customer would be selection 
and quality service. Uh, pretty simple. I think if you're if you have a great staff that's knowledgeable, educated, and friendly, uh, that is priority number one. And then I think good selection with quality liquid is number two, um, specifically in this day and age. Joel, how about you? I think it's experience. Um, I know it is for me. And to paraphrase our good friend Kevin, who I think we were all in town for CBC or something uh, one year. We were, uh, I think it was Philadelphia we were all in. And we were up in his hotel room talking shop. And he said something along the lines of, great beer who gives a fuck about great beer you have to assume everyone's making great beer and then what you know what what will set you apart from that so um you know obviously you should want to have great beer great food great service whatever it is but to me you know if you're if you don't have the great products you're going to be in trouble anyway but like i've always told our brew pub staff from day one It doesn't matter what I do behind that glass in the brew house. They are the front lines. If they can't get someone served, if people have a bad experience, if the service sucks, if they're not having a good time, they're not going to come back. There's too many other choices. There are literally breweries they can walk to down the street and not come back to us. And, you know, we sort of dealt with this at our last brewery, you know, a brewery opens up down the street it's got a little bit of a better ambiance and vibe it's got air conditioning which is a huge plus so you know you you have to provide a comfortable enjoyable experience and i think the the great products as long as you're making them will kind of take care of themselves as long as you're you know keeping yourself honest and and not uh resting on your laurels but uh, that's that's definitely it for me I, I think that what you're saying there, Joel, encompasses a lot of different things all in one experience. You you're talking about staff, something that Phil said, um, the the a, a, an aesthetically pleasing uh, environment to be in a nice looking tap room that uh, maybe has good air conditioning. Um, I think beer does fall into there as well. I mean, you, you're right with what Kevin was uh, saying about you can assume that everyone else makes good beer. Um, I think that we had that happen at the last brewery that we were at where we were both making uh, good quality beer, but when the uh, tap room is a little more inviting at another place, you might see your regulars hanging out at that other place a little bit more because it is more comfortable for them. Uh, But yeah, staff is definitely important. I don't know how many times I have been to breweries to where I felt like the the uh, the server or the bartender felt inconvenienced by me being there, even though I am going to be pe- helping pay them by giving them a tip. Uh, like it just sucks to have that feeling going into a place. And um, if you have a good staff who recognizes your face recognizes your name, remembers your name and and says your name when you come in like, Hey Joe, Hey Dave, it it really makes you feel welcome there and makes you want to keep on going back and makes you kind of almost feel like part of the family over time. I mean, there were a lot of regulars that we had at our previous brewery that like 
when we were done, we would maybe sit down and have a beer with them because they were like, like friends. Um, that's the way that they became to a lot of our staff. And I think that uh, a feeling like that is definitely a good way of keeping a loyal taproom customer. So I, I think that all of us touched on practically a lot of the same stuff. Um, but I also do agree with Phil a little bit on that quality thing. I know I, I'm going back to that again, but yes, there are a lot of breweries, but there are breweries that make bad beer. And it's only a matter of time that if they don't get things right, people will start migrating elsewhere. Um, I do think that quality should be of the utmost concern as well. But may like for a taproom customer, it is those those front of the line people and the experience, I think, first. Um, so yeah, that's our only question for Q and a today. Um, once again, if you have a question, send it in to us. We'd love to read it and answer it on a future episode here. Um, recommendations. I am going to recommend, I'll start things off. I'm going to recommend the TV show miracle workers on TNT starring, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi, uh, First season is already completed, but the second season is about to come back. It is one of those anthology shows to where they have a different story each season with the same cast uh, playing different roles. Uh, the first season was really good, uh, very funny stuff uh, revolving around uh, Heaven being a corporation and uh, Steve Buscemi being kind of like a deadbeat god. Um, I really enjoyed it. Looking forward to the new season about the Dark Ages um, that is, uh, I think, coming up in like the next week or so. But yeah, really funny show. Good writing. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Phil, what do you recommend? This week, I'm going to recommend the show Life According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it is amazing. I think it is the best show on Disney+. Plus. I'll fight anyone that wants to go against that. Um, and I'm taking on the Star Wars fans now. Or is it Star Trek? Uh, one or the other. I don't know. Um, Life According to Jeff Goldblum, he covers topics uh, and history of topics like ice cream, tattoos, coffee, sneakers. It, there's a new episode every Friday. He does it in his quirky, sort of weird kind of way. Um, super exciting, really fun. Uh, my seven-year-old loves it. Doesn't even know the history of Jeff Goldblum. Uh, highly recommend it. Please go watch it. Best show on Disney Plus, easily. I think it is a fun show. Although my fiance thinks he's being too Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, he's totally over the top, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. The pondering scenes where he's like holding his finger up to his mouth yeah. and looking off into the distance on every single episode multiple times is very interesting. And we watched the tattoo episode last night and uh, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. Joel, what I'm do you recommend? You know, I'm kind of hesitant to watch that one because I love him. I actually got to meet him once and I just, I feel like it's going to be too much of him. Like, like, I feel like the way you described it, Phil, and I sort of noticed that when I watched a little bit of one episode, I feel like he's sort of Gary Buseying himself. Like, he's he's this caricature of, of his normal self. So I, I, I love Jeff Goldblum. I don't want to I don't want to ruin it by having too, you know, it's like too much ice cream or something. But Never uh, too much ice cream. 
Which is a topic <laughs> of one of the episodes. And they actually talk it's about Probably a that. beer, too. <laughs> so what's your recommendation, Joel? I am going to recommend the uh, Reaper Ranch Double Stack Taco at Taco Bell. Uh, I got to have one of those last night, pretty late night at the uh, brew pub, headed home, you know, hadn't eaten, so hit the drive-thru, dropped a, dropped a 20 spot on them, and uh, included one of those things, so uh, not a bad uh, not a bad little meal there. Is that the weeper, as in like crying ranch? It is Taco? after you eat it, because it's uh. actually reaper with an R, like the Carolina reaper. Oh, really? So, yeah, yes. you're, you're weeping the following morning. That's amazing. I love it. I'm I'm going to talk about it. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for a new playlist. Uh, we have a Spotify playlist uh, for anyone who wants to go over and listen to us. If you go to unitedwedrink.com slash Spotify, you will go to the United We Drink account where you can follow us. And every other week, we have a brand new playlist that comes up curated by one of us here. And after Joel had a uh, nice short little uh, playlist of Chicago music the other uh, week, Phil, it's your turn for a playlist. What can people expect from this one? So every quarter, I'm a nerd, and I build my own Spotify quarterly gym playlist. And so I'm going to share 10 tracks off of my quarter one 2020 gym playlist with you guys. Um, it's going to be a hodgepodge of high-intensity music. Uh, everything from rap to rock to a little bit of EDM is in there. Um, should be fun, should be interesting. I have my concept for my next playlist, but because this is relatively early into the new year, I figured I'd share a gym playlist with you guys now. As, as someone who has never really been into gym uh, related stuff, it does seem that people who work out have a very diverse uh, playlist when they're listening to music like it it goes between different genres so almost effortlessly yeah it's um it's something that the gym that i work out at is a jewish community center and the music is really not that great uh specifically at five o'clock in the morning so it's typically a and, and a lot of the times i'll skip through tracks just typically trying to get something that gets me moving um, but I'm going to try and keep things very, very current. So, uh, they won't, you won't have any of the old, uh, 80s hip hop or, um, new metal or Pantera or any of that stuff that is typically found on a majority of gym playlists that you would find out in the, uh, in the market on the interwebs. So, uh, Hathaway's not going to be on there either? No, but Hardaway might be on there. Uh, and if you don't know the song Hardaway, look it up. Interesting song. Okay. And, well, and it's about Penny Hardaway. Oh. And it was released within a year ago. And he talks about Little Penny, too. Everybody's favorite Penny. It's probably the only Penny that matters. Because, you uh, know, the, the real ones would don't matter anymore. definitely either. disagree with you, but... <laughs> All right, thanks for your playlist, Phil. Um, that about wraps it up. This is 
probably the quickest we've ever had a mini episode. I'll probably like fill in some space after the episode with, you know, just random sounds that Joel makes uh, when he's not talking. I'll give you like five minutes of, of that um, so you can uh, understand what I go through when editing these uh, shows. But uh, anyone want to add anything before we, we shove off? I would just like to defend myself and say that when we record in the morning, I'm pretty goddamn congested, and you're going to hear a bunch of my breathing and shit. <laughs> I that mm. sounds sounds yummy. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks everyone. Uh, check out our social media, uh, our website unitedwedrink.com, and uh, buy a sticker, shirt, button at unitedwedrink.com/store. Catch you next week where we'll talk about distribution. That's going to be a fun one. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. I know I said I was going to put Joel's sounds right here, but I've already done that after an episode. So I'm not going to subject you to that again. So hit stop. <laughs>